Welcome everyone. It is Needle in a Haystack and today's episode Critical Race Theory Can Be More Obvious Hoax. And this is an unbiased analysis of the theory which you might have heard of in recent weeks. And uh, with that said, you know, it's not your stereotypical uh, Fox News, Sean Hannity type of just bashing it straight out front, but rather taking an unbiased look at everything and going with, you know, an analysis. So they're trying to push this into our public schools, colleges. Now they already don't teach that, but I guess they're trying to make it an official program, make some money in the process. And so what does it, what does it say? What does this quote-unquote theory, which is a very interesting name, say? It basically states that all the evil in the world started when the white Anglo-Saxon, they emphasize on Anglo-Saxon, meaning only white from Germany or Britain came over to the Americas um, and ruled everybody, owned everybody, uh, brought the transatlantic slave trade over, you know, that's when all the evil in the world happened and or started. And that is also something that is quote unquote systemic, which will never uh, change. So, the fact that, you know, they state, especially the part will never change. I don't see exactly what they're trying to accomplish. You're practically admitting that it's going to be that way forever. So why even bother telling us? And, you know, most of the white right wing, uh, I guess, podcast shows, They'll straight up, conserve neocons, they will straight up say, it's another anti-white thing, you know, it's another hate against whites. And I have a totally different um, alternative view. I think it's he's trying to paint a subliminal picture of white supremacy that will be embedded psychologically into everyone's mind and that is dangerous. So on one hand, you'll have the, oh, by the way, if you're not white Anglo-Saxon, you are lumped into people of color, they say. So you're gonna have somebody, you know, at a very young age hearing this nonsense is really more poison than nonsense. And they're gonna think, well, if that's the case, you know, I can't amount to much. I'm limited by my makeup and by history, which by the way is fake history. I'll tell you why in a second. And then you're gonna have on the other hand, you know, the the white Anglo-Saxon kids think, um, well, I'm privileged. And you know, when you're that age, you're more than likely to be immature because that's what kids are and they're not going to see it as a sensitive topic they're going to see it as oh i'm privileged let's 
let's take some advantage of this privilege and see what I can do that these other people of color can't. That's my theory at least, and that's what makes it very dangerous, more to quote-unquote people of color than to whites. And so the theory itself is called a theory, I feel like, because it allows them it gives them the flexibility to make up any crap they want to. That's what a theory is. It's a guess, a blind guess even. And that makes them free of any liability or responsibility or accountability. And so let's take a look at the real history. When the Americas were discovered by the Europeans, it was not white Anglo-Saxon Europeans that discovered it. It was uh, the first man by accident um, ended up here. His name was Cristoforo Colón, somebody whom you might know as Christopher Columbus, who was given that English name for better pronunciation or perhaps for a hidden intent of trying to paint a subliminal psychological white supremacy picture to make um, others feel less and others feel more. It's just my theory. So any, anyhow, uh, Cristóforo Colón, you know, he ends up lost at sea. He tries to find a shortcut to Asia, going straight out west from Europe. And he's about to die at sea because they're They've been going for months. He has two more ships aside from his and lots of uh, sailors and stuff. The three boats are La Nina, La Pinta, and La Santa Maria, sailing for España, Spain, people of color. And a little boy sees land, which happens to be an island. And they are very grateful at the time, and they call the island... Uh, San Salvador, which means Saint Savior, because they were saved from death. So they go back, you know, and they come back more confident. This time they named the island. And this, I say, you know, with to clear any doubts that they were not people of color, not Spanish, like I've been told before, they called the island Hispaniola, which means Hispanic lady literally translates into that. And that right there shuts down any white liberal or perhaps white conservative trying to paint a false narrative of who it was that quote-unquote discovered the Americas. Not that it's any relevant, any more relevant, but definitely the foundation, the historical foundation that they base their CRT on is completely made up out of their tales. And, you know, that's the reason they kind of forgot about Columbus and they moved out to 1620. 1620 is the year the pilgrims got to modern day US, Massachusetts in particular. And the pilgrims did come in the Mayflower, however, they were not they didn't have any swords, they didn't have any slaves. They didn't um, try to conquer anybody, own anybody, all that, like they say. 
And they were indeed at the mercy of the Native Americans who indeed helped them out to survive. And they indeed had a Thanksgiving feast, which lasted for a few days, which is something that the same people pushing this theory say never happened now. So that debunks, you know, the whole historical part. And with that, the whole theory, really, I mean, you have nothing to stand on. And that's why it's like, they know straight up they're lying. So what are they trying to achieve? And I can't help not to think, paint a subliminal psychological white supremacy picture, which is dangerous, uh, more so for quote unquote people of color than for whites. Um, and sometimes, you know, I think that we all know that because no, you can shut this theory down by saying everything I just said, which is historically accurate. And not only that, you know, you take some of the blame of uh, the white Anglo-Saxons have been catching uh, over lies. And what surprises me the most is that nobody really picks up on it. So that tells me perhaps they're playing along because they like the false narrative of the false illusion that it was white Anglo-Saxon that uh, came here first and ruled everybody, conquered everybody, and even established the transatlantic slave trade. And that's not to either condemn the Spanish, but it's definitely to show the lies of this theory. You know, what? Whatever happened in history is irrelevant. It should be irrelevant in terms of how we feel about ourselves now. I mean, you're not going to let history define or what they say history is make you feel any less or anymore because you are not anymore, even if they tell you you have a privilege. So one last thing, you know, I, I'll end it with, with this here, one thing I can't stand when this goes dismissed by white people is that they say something like, you know, they, they're trying to say that the critical race theory thing thinking is bullcrap, but at the same time, they're like, uh, just because my great, great whoever owns slaves, and they kind of say that proudly, doesn't mean that I, he's like, you shut the hell up. You're, um, anybody that owns slaves, whether English or Spanish, you know, they were part of the royalty. I don't see you sharing the same comments with me today if you are descendant of the royalty. So that tells me that your great, great, great whoever didn't probably even have a pot to piss in. So you shut the hell up and like stop, stop putting more fuel in the fire, frankly. But anyhow, um, that's the true historical events, along with my theory, along with the debunking of this hoax, which has no clear objective other than perhaps trying to inject a dangerous white supremacy mentality in everybody. Thanks for listening.